Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I just want to talk to you, your situation that you're in currently, because I know that God has something prepared. Everybody say with me, preparation. Preparation. Preparation is a big thing. And when you look at the life of Jesus, when you look at the way that he taught his disciples, when you look at the way that um, the church grew, it was out of a place of preparation. In fact, the disciples all throughout their journey and mission with Jesus actually never got a clear answer from Jesus. If you look through the scriptures and you read their conversations, you realize Jesus was a God a leader of a process. He always answered with a question. He always answered with something for them to process and prepare because he knew that the church needed to be built on something that was prepared. Everybody say prepared. God is preparing you to be built upon. Well, some of you need to hear this word today because you feel like you're in the middle of a struggle or you feel like you're in the middle of a situation, but that is a situation that is preparing you. It's not fluke. And it's not even something that we're just gonna pray that goes away. We're gonna pray for the very best. I wanna show you today how God is preparing you in every situation that's in your life. So turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 23. I love this Psalm. It's a good psalm. I think I learned this when I was six. My grandma, she, uh, she made me learn this. You know, back in the day when you're a kid, you have to be made to learn the scripture. Now I'm very thankful that I have this hidden in my heart. But Psalm 23 uh, talks about the journey. And y'all are on a journey. I'm on a journey. We're all on a journey to get closer to God. Uh, maybe some of you haven't started that journey, but you're on a journey. And so every step is a step towards what God has prepped for you. And so I want to talk about this journey today. Look at Psalm chapter 23. We're going to read the whole chapter. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's actually not a lot. It's only six verses. Here we go. In verse number one, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters and restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm gonna break this up because this is a this is like a three part scripture for me and how I see it and how I view it and how the Spirit kind of presented it to me. In the first part, it talks about the Lord as a shepherd. The Lord is a shepherd, the leader, the one we're following. If you think about a shepherd, you think about someone who watches over a flock, right? Of sheep, or it can be horses or cows or whatever, but they have, a, they have something that they're looking after and they're leading. And the scripture paints the picture of the Lord leading as a shepherd. 
Now, the shepherd is not without tools. The shepherd has a rod. And there's two parts to this, the rod and the staff. Now, shepherds had a stick. So and this, sometimes we get the picture of a shepherd, and we have that, that real long curly stick, you know, because of all how the coloring books were when you grew up, maybe. He always drew the shepherd, and it was always like that big awkward hoop thing, you know. Um, and now it's is that Moana who has the hoop stick thing. I thought about that the other day when I was watching. I was like, that's a shepherd's stick, you know. <laughs> it's a shepherd. But, but you always think of this like shepherd's stick, but it was really just a rod or a stick or something to protect the flock. And that stick was used to not only bring protection, but also to guard and lead the sheep. And it's very interesting to me because sometimes we, we think of our relationship with God as something that, you know, we pray to a God that is um, you know, either this high universal, like something that we can't reach and touch. But I want to present the Lord as a shepherd and realize, paint a picture for you of how actually God views you as his sheep and how God views you as the one he loves and cares for. Now, a shepherd would always protect the sheep, lead and guide them by making sure they keep to the path. And the path was always led to a meal. And we lived out in Cochranville, and Cochranville was like Amish land. There's fields everywhere. And it was like literally in the middle of Hodunk. And I moved my city girl from Kansas City in the middle of everything to the middle of nowhere. When we got there, there was fields on every side, and this field had cows. This field had sheep. This field had goats. Goats are weird, y'all. You ever really paid attention to a goat? They're just awkward, but they're so good. You bring them in to, like, clean up your yard and stuff. But the fields were all full of animals. When we first got there, maybe some of you know the story. We told the story, but we got there, and there was, they were having a cow crossing over the, the road. Now she's like, where, where are we? But what they would do is they would take cows from one field and they would graze and eat the field and then they would move them to a fresh field with more food. Why? Because it was all about the food. It's all about the nutrients. It's all about moving them to a space where they could grow and prepare. So the Lord as a shepherd. He wants to lead you and guide you with his rod and staff. His rod and staff. Now look at that. In verse, in verse number four, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, I love how David paints this picture because David paints a picture after salvation. He says, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. In other words, currently, in my current situation with Jesus, with the Lord, as I walk through storms, as I walk through a valley, can I just encourage you that if you're going through a storm or going through a valley right now, the Lord is with you in the midst of the storm. There are storms after the fact that we get Jesus in our life, but the beautiful thing is he is the peacemaker. He is the one who leads and guides us through the storm. And David paints this picture of a shepherd leading and guiding through every situation, through every situation. And it's in this space where then he paints the second picture of the Lord as a host. 
So we go from the Lord as a shepherd, leading and guiding us, watching out for our protection, making sure that nothing harms the sheep, nothing harms the flock, nothing harms you, and leads them on a path to get to nutrients. And then the Lord, uh, the David paints a picture of the Lord being a host, preparing a place for you. And this is where I want to camp out today. Because I believe that if we, get the, if we get this right, we get this current thing right, then no matter where we go, no matter where the Lord leads us, no matter what happens in our world, you're going to be ready to view it in a correct perspective to see what the Lord is preparing in you. Now he goes on, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then in verse five, he says, you prepare a table in the presence of, of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Now, the two things there that I want to point out today is that he anoints the head with oil. Now, this was a custom back in the day when you'd come over to someone's home, they would anoint your head at the door. And this would be a way that the the host would say, you're in my house now. I anoint you. And in the day, it was a symbol of gladness. So when I would anoint your head, and I would say, come into my home. And I hope some of you felt that today. We didn't anoint your head because, you know, it might be a little offish. And people are like, I just got here. But, but we welcomed you in because this is our home. And it was a way of saying, come in. This is a safe place for you to relax. This is a safe place for you to come and sit at what I've prepared. This is what the Lord wants to do with every single one of us every, as his children. This is how he views you and this is how he feeds you. Is he leads you and guides you through all circumstances and then he prepares a table in the presence of your current situation. Now, I love how David paints this because in the midst of what David is going through, he's being chased to death. So the, the king had become jealous with David So he was on a journey of fleeing for his life. This is David, the man after God's own heart. This is David, the one who wrote most of the Psalms in the midst of the the fields with the flock. He was worshiping the Lord. This was David, and he was in the midst of a storm. He was in the midst of fleeing for his life, and he said, even in the midst of that place, the Lord prepares a table. Now, here's, the, here's the, the dangerous part of our life because we can sometimes view the current plate before us or the current situation as a curse or a discipline or something from God. But I want, I want to point out the two parts because this is very important. When you get the first part of having him as shepherd, as leader, when you become a sheep who listens, one who tunes in, one who views his rod and staff as something as correction, as something as leading, as something as leaning in, then the rod and staff become that of protection for you. If we view it as, oh, this is such a struggle and I don't understand why life is like this and the Lord would never do this to his children, the Lord would never have this happen. Why does good things happen to bad or bad things happen to good people, right? And it seems like your life is just always like that. If your viewpoint is on that, then you've kept the Lord as not your shepherd. You've kept him as a distant agent. But if you bring him in as a shepherd, one who cares for his flock, one who 
who loves and guides and leads and uses his staff as protection for you, then all of a sudden, then you realize that he's a host that prepares a table, a plate in preparation and process for you to gain nutrients. All growing up, my parents forced me to eat vegetables. I didn't want to eat vegetables. I wanted to eat cake. How many cake lovers do I have in the building? In fact, even better, how many chocolate lovers do I have in the building? Hallelujah. It just, it just raised the level. Chocolate is really good. And as a kid, I craved sweets. I had a big sweet tooth. And so anytime there was a plate with veggies, it was like a, it was like a discipline. You know, it was like, what is this? What is asparagus and spinach and carrots? And, oh, I couldn't stand carrots. And probably it was because, you know, they didn't cook it all the way, so it was kind of crunchy. And I just don't like crunchy things. It was a texture thing. So I didn't like veggies. But how many know that the vegetables were on my plate for my health? And if, I, if my parents would give it in and say, all right, you can have all the sugar you want, then I would not be where I am today. I'd probably be sick, healthy, right? I'd be sick in health and probably sick in mind too because there'd be too many sugar rushes going on. Ashley's parents came in town. And every time they're in town, we call it grandparents camp because they just take over. And how many know at camp, it's just a whole nother ball game. Y'all going to camp growing up? When you go to camp, they have the snack bar. Y'all have a snack bar at your camp? All right, am I taking you back a little bit? And I remember my parents giving me just enough money for snacks during the week, right? And I remember we would, like, save up our money so we could get, like, the good stuff at the end, right? It's like we want all the candy and just pile it up. We want um, – they had these things called walkie tacos, and it was a Fritos bag of, of the chips, and they put chili and cheese in there. And you just walk around with it. It was like walkie tacos. I don't know why they called it that, but it was like walkie tacos. Sounds really weird coming out loud. But I remember that place of, of just being at camp. And it was every time the grandparents are in town, my house becomes grandparents camp. It's like, kids, what do you want? And it's like they eat way more sugar than they usually do. And it's just good. They, they're spoiled. Okay. And they love it. And so, but, but when we prepare a meal, we prepare it with things that are going to bring health to my kids. When I prepare a plate and a table, when, and I say I, I never prepare the meal, okay? When I, when I make a meal, it's waffles and ramen. So don't, don't get me wrong. When my wife and Leticia make meals, they prepare meals that bring nutrients to us. Then when we sit down and we eat of the food on the plate, it brings health to our body. Can I tell you, the Lord is preparing a table for you with a meal that has everything on it that is for your health. It's for your growth. It's for your process. Why? Because he's a shepherd and he always leads you to a place of pasture. He always leads you to a place of growth. I want to talk to you, not now, currently. Maybe some of you, it is the current situation. I want to talk to you where we're going, where we're headed. I believe we haven't seen the last of the shaking of this land. I believe we haven't seen the last of the shaking of the nations. You know, if you read Revelations, you know, It's going to get worse before it gets better when Jesus comes in the clouds for his church. And so I want to prepare us as a church to view our lives in such a way as to be the ones who are prepped, processed, and ready to handle all that life brings. Your situations will always change. One thing remains. The Lord will always prepare a plate for you that will bring health to your spirit. 
bring health to your spirit. I want to look in James chapter 1, uh, verse 16. Turn with me to James. We're going to camp out here just a little bit. James chapter 1. Verse 16 says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. Everybody say the word of truth. We talked about that a little bit last week, where we were made through the word. We were made for the word. When we come through the word, he chose to give us birth in that word and that word of truth that might, might, might be a kind of first fruits for all he created. He created you to be the top, the head and not the tail. He created you to be the, the chosen generation, the ones that the earth is groaning for, the eager expectation for, that we become the ones that are prepared and ready. You know, it's crazy. We went to the Cape Cod and we, uh, we were preparing for this hike. And the girl that we were there with, she was uh, one of our clients. And she was like, hey, I want to take you on this hike. It's going to be amazing. We're going to end up at the dunes and it's going to be awesome. And when we got there, it was like, like a desert land and these huge sand dunes that were going. It was, it was beautiful. When we started the trek, uh, we started walking up the first incline. And I was like, whoo. This is a good incline, but I felt good. And my mind raced back to the days that we had prepped to go to the West Coast to hike. And it was in those days that we were working out, we're doing squats, you know, the whole like, I don't do squats very well, but you know, you do the lunges and you get your legs ready because we were prepping to go to the West Coast and hike. And there's these, there's these hikes that were like eight miles and 10 miles. And so we were like, we got to get ready. And right as we started that incline, my mind went back to the preparation because I thought in that time, doing the squats was terrible. I mean, it was like getting a plate full of veggies. It's like, what is this? This is terrible. I don't want veggies. I want sweets. But it was in the, the squats, it was in the preparation that we were getting prepped for the path ahead. And I want to just encourage you today that God is doing that in your life through every circumstance every situation. In fact, Romans 8, 28 says that all things work together for my good. Therefore, you can know that the Lord, everything he puts on your plate as a child of the King, when you're in step with him, when you're aligned with him, you can bank on it, that he's going to prepare a plate for you in the midst of the valley, in the midst of your enemies, in the midst of the pursuit. When you feel like you can't go on anymore, the plate before you is for your good. It's for your good. On this plate, man, is everything for your good. Man, we got done with that hike and we we're, we're hiking up and, you know, the crew was like, wow, this is so hard. And I looked at her and I'm like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And I was like, wow, that preparation prepped us to be professional hikers. Okay? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to brag right here in this room, okay? But, but we felt good after it. And I want to tell you this, that, that God wants to do something in you so you can handle anything that comes at you. He wants to have you dive deep into the questions of your faith. To say, 
why isn't this happening like I'm reading it? The disciples, when they came to him, they said, Jesus, why, remember the story, why couldn't we cast out the demons? Why? We've been doing this, but, but it's the process of faith. He said, okay, now you're ready. Let's level up. He said, that comes with only fasting and praying. See, Jesus will take you on a journey and let you process, let you prepare, because his plate is always for getting you further, getting you more healthy, taking you through a place where you are prepped to handle anything that comes your way. So my question for you today to process through is what's on your plate? What has the Lord given you that maybe you haven't viewed as a blessing, but the Lord has given it to you to prepare you? You're like, God, really? Vegetables? Really, Lord? A trial? Really? A struggle? I thought this was going to be easy. I thought, you know, we have all these things that we think. But the Lord has put something in front of you to get you ready. Now, I understand this message is for those that are following God. This isn't a blanket thing that if you just attend church, you know, this is going to be your life. I'm talking to those that, that you say, I'm following Jesus. And if you're not following Jesus, hey, today you can make that decision. You can step into this life. Because let me tell you, life will be uncertain. It'll be all around. That's why we don't preach here that life's going to get better. We don't preach here. The world's going to be, but we're going to make it a better place. No, I'm not going to promise that. But I will promise this. The Lord never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And guess what? The meal before you is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have the option to wake up every day and eat of his goodness, eat of his process, eat of his health, eat of his joy and strength. The Bible says that we're sons, we're co-heirs to the throne. You know what that means? That means that everything Jesus had, we have too. Everything he did, we have access to it too. You say, I'm not, I'm not experiencing that. Hey, eat, eat. Don't waste the meal. He's prepared a table before you in the midst of your enemies, in the midst of the valley. Oh, I'm so encouraged by that, that David put that down. In the midst of the valley, I sit at the table. I, you prepare a meal for me. I'm eating in the midst of the enemies trying to kill me. But here I am. I'm eating because I'm co-heir to the throne. And therefore, everything in heaven that he said Jesus had access to, he gives me keys to it too. Now, I might not be there yet, but I'm eating. I might not be at that place yet, but I'm having seconds. Lord, bring it on. Therefore, you view every trial, you view every struggle with an anticipation. Woo! What you got for me now, Lord? What you prepping me now for? What are you getting me ready for so that I can walk confident into the calling that you have in my life? How many have a big calling on your life? Sometimes my calling scares the junk out of me. Sometimes I'll wake up and my wife will have to talk me down. No, you are, you are made for that. I'm like, okay. I just need to be reminded. Because I feel like it's too big. I feel like when I look ahead, I'm like, Lord, thank you for not showing me everything. Thank you for just giving me a bite size now. And here we are sitting in this living room, y'all. We're sitting in a living room. Us and the Holy Spirit. Woo! Taking it back to the church in Acts. Here we are, just want his presence. 
And yet God right now is sitting us at a table to eat of the meal he has prepared for us now. Why? This meal is prepping us for what is to come. For what is to come. And so what's on your plate? Hashtag what's on your plate. What has God prepped for you? What do you view maybe up to now? Maybe it's a curse. Maybe it's something you just got to get over, get through. But let me tell you, sit, process. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let him fill you with a confidence. He said, don't be deceived. Every good thing comes from above. (laughs) Every good thing comes from above, from the Father of lights. And he doesn't change like shifting shadows. How many have ever watched the news today and you're like, this is crazy. Yesterday it was a pandemic. Today is something overseas. The world's falling apart. Oh, I saw the funniest thing on, on a social. It was like, you know, I felt re- life was good until I turned the news and now the world's falling apart. You know, it's just like, it just depends on what you're, what you're feeding into. But let me tell you that the Lord never changes. He never changes. You never come to him one day and he's like, well, I'm mad today, so you're going to get it. Well, you know what? I've changed my mind. You're not my child no more. I've changed my mind. I'm not going to answer prayers. I changed my mind. You're not going to get miracles like Jesus did. He never changes. We change. Our view on him changes, but this is why it's so important that we get the perspective right, that when we go through anything, we sit down at the table and we say, Lord, what have you prepared for me? What's on my plate? Wouldn't that be a great prayer if you woke up every day and said, Lord, what's on my plate today? What's on my plate today? One one more scripture in James. We're gonna start at the beginning. James chapter one, verse two. It says, consider it pure joy. Ooh, okay, that's a good start, right? Consider it pure joy. My brothers, whenever you face, oh wait, what? Oh yeah, I gotta do a check. My Bible says trials. Is that what your Bible says? Troubles, Troubles. okay, that's even worse. (laughs) Trials, troubles, it says, consider it pure joy when you face trials. That's, That's silly talk. All right, let's keep reading. When you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Oh, I feel some perseverance being developed today. Oh, I feel like some, someone's getting something inside of them that will help them not stop, not quit when the going gets hard. I feel the Holy Spirit prepping you to keep going, to keep pushing. Look at this. It develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's so good. And out of that, my prayer becomes, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy tried and true, spotless. Prepare me because it's in the preparation. When I face trials, 
when you face something hard, when you face something that's beyond your pedigree, when you face something that's beyond your schooling or beyond your your uh, preparedness, you can say, Lord, I consider it pure joy because you're creating in me something that's going to create perseverance. And this is the ultimate goal that Jesus has for your life, that you lack nothing. His ultimate goal for you is that you lack nothing. And it's in that place that we become children that are around the table eating of our meal in the midst of life. And when those outside of the table look on and say, how do you have joy in the midst of all this? How many have been asked that in this season? can't tell you how many times I've been asked that. How can you have joy? How can you be happy? How can you, whatever, fill in the blank. How can you have peace in the midst of this storm? And we say, come to the table. <laughs> Let me show you how good it is. Now, I won't promise you your life's going to get easier, but I can promise it's going to get better. I can promise you it's going to be more fulfilling. I promise you, you're going to have purpose to that pain. You're going to have purpose to that trial because it's creating in you something that's making you have perseverance and to lack nothing. So what's at the table? The Lord prepares before you something to create perseverance, that you lack nothing. But the Bible says that the Lord prepares things that are beyond our wildest thought. And I'm so thankful that we don't have to settle for what we can dream up. But that when we sit down and we partake of his meal, we partake of who he is, he prepares things that are beyond what we think. And so what does the Lord want to prepare in you? What does God want to do in your heart? What does God want to do in your life? What is God making you to be? And then go back to to Psalm chapter 23 real quick. We have to close with this in verse six. So we've had the Lord as our shepherd who's led and guide us. And that's where it all begins is when we surrender to him. When we come into a life where we say, Lord, you're the leader. I am not. It's your ways, not mine. It's your objective, not mine. It's your plans, not mine. And it's in that place that he becomes the host, where he hosts us at his table. And at his table is always goodness, mercies, joy, strength, peace, all of it. It's all here at the table. And it goes into verse 6. Verse 6 says, surely goodness and love will follow me. Notice the shift there. goes from following the Lord sitting down at the table, then going and having things follow you that are at the table. This is what the Lord wants for you. A life that is so full that everywhere you go, good and love follow you. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm not only someone who has a hotel room, I have a permanent place in the Lord's house. I don't just come in for a one-night stand or when I feel good, it's all of a sudden I have to come back to Jesus moment, you know? You have this like one, like, oh, Lord, now I need you. No, it's a permanent dwelling. This is where the Lord wants you. Why? So you're always being fed. So you always have goodness and love flowing out of your life. And this is when we become a resource to the world. This is when the world doesn't understand where it comes from, but it comes from where we dwell. Everything out of our life comes from where we dwell. And if we learn to dwell at the table, when we learn to dwell at the king's place, where we're just eating of where he is, and every day we wake up and say, Lord, what is on my my plate? What do you have on my plate today? What do you want to prepare in me? What are you doing in my life so that I can be ready for what's to come, so that I will lack nothing? When we're at this place, we're dwelling in the space of the Almighty. And in that place of the Almighty is everything in his kingdom, and it becomes alive in our lives to where it follows us. It follows us. And this is God's heart for you is that everywhere you go, you can share what's on the table. You can share a little bit of leftovers. You can have doggy bags for everybody that comes around your spot because you can share a little bit of what God has done in you until they get a place at the table. Hallelujah. Your focus determines your approach to the table of God. Yeah, your focus and perspective are are so important in this and so key in this. And we as a church, you know, we're growing in community. We're growing closer to God in this time. We're preparing for what the Lord is doing in this house so that we can be a resource to every other house. My biggest prayer is, Lord, fill this place with your glory. Because how many know when you have the glory of God, you have everything you need. Everything's in the glory. I want to pray for you today. And then, obviously, we're going to go have amazing food. It's going to be incredible. But I want, I want to pray for us today for our focus. Um, where is it? In, I believe it's Matthew, where he talks about the eyes being the lamp and the, the light of the, the body, right? Where eyes, if your eyes are good, Your whole body is good. Your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes are bad, then your whole body is full of darkness. It says, how great is that darkness? I want to talk today, or I'm going to pray about today, our our eyes. That the Lord would give us new perspective and focus on what he's prepared for us. The Lord would give us new eyes to see all that he's doing. That this week, you would look at every circumstance, every situation, You look at your life and all the people around you. You look at the things that you're building and cultivating because the Lord called you to it. You're viewing that schooling and that child and that that business that you're building, that nonprofit that you're going up. You're you're viewing it all in the way of God preparing something in you. I want to pray for our eyes today. If you would, can you just create like an altar where you are? Sean, would you come as we just spend some time in worship? um, I want to just... Make this place an altar to say, Lord, do, do physical work, but do spiritual work on me that my eyes can see what you're doing. So would you just bow your heads and close your eyes right now? 
Lord, right now, we just thank you so much. We thank you so much for the work you're doing. And Lord, we surrender. We surrender our lives. We surrender our our focus. We surrender our agendas to sit at the table and eat what you've prepared. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.